<laughs> hey! <Yeah>. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. That's good. Thank you. So, I'll just keep this short. Mostly out of guilt. I didn't. I missed an episode last go round, and then I was late on this one by a day, and I was going to not do it, and I just felt guilty about not doing it. I reached out to probably 30 people over the last two weeks, and in between people not wanting to do it or not being able to do it or scheduling not working out, I just can't it doesn't make sense how hard this has been to match this shit up with other people's schedules. You know, originally it was going to be once a week when I first thought about doing it. I'm very glad I just kept it to twice a week because I'm having a hard time even, sorry, not twice a week, every other week. Cause I'm having a hard time even getting that done. The days just kind of go by and you always think I'll find somebody And then you just don't. So, obviously, I'm here by myself. It's been a weird couple weeks. Usually, the podcast is easy for me to want to do. If I'm in the mood, if I'm in like a decent mood. If I'm kind of feeling shitty or feeling bad about things, my reaction to that is to not want to talk to people. And so, you know, maybe it's a little laziness on my part, but more just disinterest of, like, I committed to doing this every other week, but when I'm not in the mood to do it, since it involves me being social and speaking to people, and kind of being the one that's initiating the speaking when I don't want to do it, I really don't want to do it. It's really enjoyable when I'm in the mood, especially talking to these people from different countries and talking to them about what their life is like. I really enjoy it, but even that's kind of hard to do when you just want to like, turn off the light and sit and stare at the corner. If any of y'all listened to the last Jake and Broccoli podcast, we probably talked for 30 to 45 minutes about all the shit that's been on my mind that's been bothering me. So I'm not going to make you re-listen to it again here. But I will do the thing that I normally do, which doesn't seem to be really helping but if y'all have people in mind that you want to come on and do this or I mean I guess I I didn't want to start repeating guests until I'd gone through like a significant amount of people that I know and there's still many people that I know that I just haven't been able to make times work but I'd rather have a repeat guest than not do a show at all So any of y'all that have done one that want to do more, you know, let me know 
so that there can at least be something coming out and it's not just me talking to myself I know I've said all this before too but I don't know if I necessarily mind doing these ones talking to myself but it's kind of hard to know where to go with it without a specific direction or question the questions on all the podcasts are always the easiest part to just start a topic of conversation that you know at least someone wants to hear what you have to think about it. Going into these ones on my own, it's just kind of like, what is it? Is it like a vlog? Am I just, is it like a diary? I'm just updating you? Because I don't think anybody really gives a shit about what's going on in my life enough to hear about it every other week. There is one thing that I guess we can get into in two weeks, somewhere around two weeks. I am going to a Mennonite family reunion. And if y'all don't know what Mennonites are, go back and listen to the episode that I did with Joni maybe like a year ago or so now. There's two of them. I would suggest listening to the first one to get the best idea. But, you know, just picture lenient Amish people. That's probably the best way to put it. Shortest way to put it. But I'm going to a get-together of, I don't know, I've been told to expect like 50 to 70 people. And so we've been planning on going to this for, I don't know, the last two or three months. I kind of knew that it was coming up. And it was maybe a week ago that Joni got a text from someone in her family, not her immediate family, but this is the family reunion. So this is uh, grandparents and then all the siblings. And these, these people have tons of kids. So we're talking tons of aunts and uncles and brothers and sisters. So she got a text from one of them saying that if she was planning on bringing me, that I wasn't invited and that I wasn't welcome. So we did some digging to find out exactly what was going on. And the person that sent the initial message made it sound like the reason for the family reunion is her grandfather's birthday. So the grandfather being the reason for the event if it was him that didn't want me there, I kind of felt like that would be fucked up of me to go. The The reason that the party is being thrown, you know, the person doesn't want me to be there. I feel like I should respect that. I don't want to go to a party that I'm not invited to by the person that the party is for. So we did some digging and found out that he's totally fine with me coming. It was this small, specific group of people that weren't okay with it. So at that point, it was like, fuck it, we're just gonna, we're just gonna go. Like, what are they gonna do? 
then later we find out that these same people invited her ex-husband to the family reunion. Which I don't know how y'all think about that, but apparently there's a really big disassociation between different Mennonites and what they believe about what family means. Apparently there's quite a few that think that once you're married, of course, there's no divorce in this religion. But even if you do get divorced, your husband is, you know, I don't know, religiously still your husband. So he should still be invited to family stuff, which is, you know, I think to most of us, that's insane to think that the wife's family would side with shit on the side of the ex-husband. But this is kind of how some of them look at this shit. So apparently there was a lot of inter-family drama about whether or not I should be invited, whether or not the ex-husband should have been invited. But as it stands appears as if we're both going. And then we find out that it seems, and I'm, I'm just going to say it is, I'm, you know, I don't have confirmation, but the ex-husband went out of his way to talk to people that he knows that he's close with to get invited to the reunion. So I'm putting this together. He's trying to get himself invited and he's trying to get me uninvited. It was the same group of people that invited him or that talked to him about, you know, him inviting himself is what I imagine. And not inviting me or not welcoming me. So this comes off to me as a controlling ex-husband power play that he's going to show up to the ex-wife's family reunion while at the same time preventing the ex-wife's current boyfriend from attending. If you don't listen to all the podcasts, all the different shows that I that I do, it may not be clear that this dude has a history of doing this kind of shit. So at this point, if I were to back out, that would be a super bitch move on my part. And he would take that as some sort of win that he has over me or over her. And... You know, Joni's taking her kids, so it is a family thing. And I know that he doesn't want to have his old family seeing some other man with his ex-wife and his kids. So I know that this 
is totally fucking with him. And I'm all for it. I can't explain to you how much I dislike this dude. And I think that it's unfair to just kind of put things out there. Like, it's very stereotypical, very cliche. The the shitty ex-husband. Oh, you know, you hate the ex. He's hard to deal with. This scenario would be the reason why those type of stereotypes exist. This is not exaggeration or, I don't know, drama for the sake of having drama to talk about on a podcast. I won't exaggerate any of the stuff that's happened because I want to put the actual truth out there. So I will have an updated report um, maybe two episodes from now. Not the next one, but the one after. Part of me struggles with how to handle this situation or situations like this. To me, the obvious best approach is to be friends with the ex. To have that be the best possible atmosphere that it can be where everybody can just get along. Everybody can be friendly. Even if you don't like the person, especially when there's kids involved, it always seems like let's not irritate each other. Let's not be shitty. Let's bend over backwards to like keep the peace, make this shit flow as smoothly as it can. When there's events or get togethers, I feel like, you should all be able to go together. Maybe you don't have to get in the same car and you don't have to go eat together afterwards. But if it's like the kids playing baseball and the kid looks out into the stands, why should he have to look in one spot for one half of his family and then another spot for the other half? Like, why can't you just sit together? You guys had children together. You married each other. You spent 10 years, you know, it doesn't have to be this example, 20 years together. And you can't just coexist for an hour for your kids. I don't, I don't, if the other half of the family isn't, going to put in the bare minimum then I feel like I can put in more if they're putting in 25% I can put in 75 but maybe that's the limit like I'm at the 75% I don't know if I'm willing to go to 80 or 85 but I'm definitely not willing to do like 95 and 5 and when the other parent is telling his kids that you're going to beat them. I kind of just draw the line there. Anything else that happens beyond that doesn't really matter anymore because you're already trying to fill your kids with fear of the other person that they're spending 50% of their time with. So at that point, I feel like you can just go fuck yourself and... I'm not going to reach out to make things better in any sort of way with you. 
there's also like I already have a child that I look at as my child, my daughter, and she's about to turn five, and I've been there with her, you know, in the delivery room, and I've been there with her as she's grown up, and there's nothing that I can put in my mind that separates her and I from being father and daughter. So when I think of my kids, she's who I think of. With Joni's kids already being nine when I met them, and 13 now, it's not the same situation. It's hard for me to see them as my kids. I can be there for them. I can help them with shit. I can talk to them. I can take them places. I can do shit with them. But they are very aware, and I'm very aware, that I'm not their dad. And they're not my kids. But there can be a parental relationship that exists regardless of that. But I don't think that their dad is willing to easily let that happen. And I think that he takes offense to it. And I also think he really dislikes me. So I'm sure that that makes it worse. I can see his... If I was the kid's parents and he was the new boyfriend... I would probably feel the same way. Like, I'd probably be scared for my kids that they're having to spend two weeks a month with that guy and the homophobia that he's instilling in them and the transphobia and the fear of the government and the fear of people and the fear of everything being out to get you and pumping religion into them. I would fucking hate that. But... (laughs) I probably wouldn't lie to them about who he is or make their lives more stressful by telling them shit that isn't true or shit that they don't really need to worry about. I think I would try my best to just deal with it. I think it's hard to I think it's hard to really decide that because there's obviously a right side of history and a wrong side of history. So just the fact that maybe I wouldn't like the new boyfriend is a little bit different than this new boyfriend is damaging my kids' brains. So like maybe I wouldn't be quite so cool with it. But the way that he views his views, if that makes sense, is in direct opposition to mine. So I can understand why he hates the fact that I'm being dad just as much as you are. And I'm sure that that drives him fucking crazy. And I love it. I love that he hates it. But you're just going to have to step it up.
we have had two interactions together. The first one, I saw him at the gym because he used to go to the same gym that I did. And then he, he quit going there to go to go to a different one. I think because they tried to make him wear a mask and he threw a fit about it. He had... I think that Joni took her kids to the movies or some shit. And he was driving past her house. Making sure that she was home or not. And he saw that she wasn't home. And he called the cops to make sure that the kids were okay. And the cops showed up at her house. I don't really remember the whole scenario, but I saw him at the gym and he didn't have his kids with him because he was at the gym. So I asked him where the kids were. And I asked him if we needed to call the cops so they could go find them and check on them. And I just kind of continued to I don't, I don't know, be stupidly annoying to him. And he didn't say a single word, but he took out his phone to video the conversation. Never said anything, but he needed that, you know, that video confirmation of us talking to each other. So I just dropped that conversation. So that was that whole interaction. And then one time I went to Joni's parents' house to pick up the kids and he was inside with them having a conversation, I think, with Joni's dad. And I went in the house and then he was just gone. No one, like, you know, he just disappeared as quick as he could. So I know that he doesn't want to have any interaction with me and I know that this was a power play am I overthinking this I don't really think that I am because there's no reason for him to be at this reunion but I know that he I'm curious to know what's going to happen because I don't imagine that if he knows that I'm going to be there, I don't imagine that he shows up. But if he doesn't think I'm actually going to come or that someone isn't going to let me in, he'll probably still go. Most likely, like I'm going, regardless. If you're listening to this, I'm going to be there. So whatever he wants to do with that is up to him. I'm imagining that he's not going to show up. But let's say that he does. I want feedback from you guys. What is the proper response to that? I want to annoy the shit out of him. And make him feel like an idiot for showing up. I know that that's petty. But I also think that it's super disrespectful to Joni. For an ex-husband to show up at her family reunion. I'm so deep in this. 
and I've been so deep in it for so long, it's harder for me to see it from the outside. And especially putting the big religious spin on it of, I mean, I know these people aren't nice, but it's still in your head. Like religious people are going to be nice and calm. And that's probably not true, but is it better to just ignore him the entirety of the time and just let it go? Or is it better to make him feel the entire weight of his bad decision? I want to approach him when he walks in and act like I'm happy to see him and tell him that I don't know any of these people here because I don't. I'll know like five out of the 50 and ask him to just introduce me to everyone. Like follow him around and just continuously talk to him and I mean, there's like all kinds of, I don't want to give anything away, right? Because I have a feeling that he secretly somewhere cares about me so much that he listens to this. And so I wouldn't want him to show up expecting something because then he could prepare himself for it. So, Y'all reach out to me and tell me what you think, not of just the things that I've listed, but just what enters your head. What's the best approach? It does bother me to think that I could be seen as the weird dude at the Mennonite reunion that's also being the dude that's causing problems. Right? Everyone hates when you go to a restaurant and there's like one punk ass looking dude there. And of course, he's the one being loud and obnoxious. I hate that feeling of being the kind of person that I am and then being like singled out in a crowd as somebody that did something stupid or wrong or illegal. And it's like, Oh, of course, like, of course the tattooed guy is the one getting in trouble. I would hate to take that and put it in this situation too, where all these people that have never met me, I, I have a chance to make a good first impression, but even if I do make a good first impression, is it going to matter to these people? Haven't they already made up their mind what they think about me? Or there's the, I don't give a shit what they think about me. I'm going to do what I want, which is the truest to yourself that you could be. But being an adult kind of means that you need to care about your girlfriend's family. They've already been like, I mean, we're getting there. They've been relatively shitty to me, but it's gotten 
better. But these are going to be new people that I haven't met. So do I just take the high road and just play dumb and act like I don't know that anything weird is going on and just smile and be nice? Would they care that I went out of my way to do that? Or have they already judged me as, oh, the the guy that doesn't believe in God and the guy that dresses this way and lives this way and, you know, everything about me is wrong to these people in the first place. And I always thought that even though I'm that person, that I can win them over. It hasn't really gone that way with the few of them that I've met. Over the course of a couple years, it's gotten a little better. But I don't want 10 years from now, everyone at this reunion to be like, remember the time that weird guy came and he like caused a scene? Because that, that, that's probably the worst outcome, right? Even if someone else instigated it, the fact that I was still part of the scene and I'm the one that nobody knows means that I'm the shit person in that. But I, I really enjoy when I don't like someone digging into them. I don't mean like, Oh, I, I kind of don't like this dude. I'm talking about the people that you like despise that you hate. I can ignore people that I don't like. I can ignore people that I do like. But though there's a there's those few special people that you just fucking hate. And I don't like to let them go for that. I want them to know how much I hate them. I want them to know how much I think that they suck. I don't think it's fair to just ignore it. It's gone beyond ignoring. Like my dislike for you is so strong that I cannot ignore it. But let's see, there's another, there's always another thought on the end of this is the kids are going to be there and they're his kids. So that kind of makes it Like, that might be the one sticking point where it's like, the kids are going to see me, like, making fun of their dad. Or they're going to see me being shitty to their dad. Like, that's not a good look. That's probably the worst possible. I think I already said something else was the worst possible outcome. But maybe that. Maybe there's just a lot of possible bad outcomes. Because I think if the kids weren't there, I'd have a lot more like gray area to work in. But who's like, what if? What, what if it somehow turns into like an altercation? Nobody wants to be the mom's boyfriend that beats up their dad. Because it would definitely be him. Just to be clear, it would be him getting beat up. There's zero chance that it would be me getting beat up by him. There's a chance that he would shoot me. But if he shoots me, 
Because, you know, he's, he always has to carry his gun. So he'll have a gun on him. It was a bad idea to start a fight with a guy with a gun. Unless you have a gun, too, which is why everyone should have guns all the time. Just a heads up. If he's the dad that shot the mom's boyfriend, then he becomes the shitty person. So, I guess that would be a good outcome. Right? If he shoots me, the kids are going to hate him for that. Because, you know, it's a spoiler for you. They like me. I know that you really hate to hear that. But they like me. They wouldn't think that you were a badass if you shot me. And also, like, no one wants to be the dude that brings a gun to a fist fight. Like, no one wants... Why do you need to escalate it to that? Can't we just beat each other up in the street like they did in the 80s? Or can't I just beat you up in the street like they did in the 80s? And just to be clear, I'm not inciting any violence. These are only hypothetical reactions that could come from your incitation of violence. Just so you can't use this against me when you call your attorney because you're all fucked up because you started some shit. Your best bet is to shoot me. And I'm I'm open to that. I'll I'll just let you do it. So you just let me know if you want to do it before we go or if you want to do it there or down the road. Just I'll just meet you somewhere and stand there and you can I don't want you to kill me. Well, honestly, yeah, whatever. You can kill me. The one thing that I wouldn't want you to do is get me pregnant with a child that is a super complicated, super rough pregnancy that leaves me all fucked up internally and then force me to have sex with you the day that I give birth. That would be the one thing that I wouldn't want you to do. Y'all can also get back to me if that sounds like a pleasant experience to you and if maybe you would enjoy that happening to you. Let me just take a quick poll and... I'll get back to everybody with the results of that. So it's a, just a yes or no question. Does that sound like something that you would enjoy from the person that you married? <laughs>